This podcast is brought to you by Score Foundation. Hi, my name is George Abraham and welcome to Iway Conversations. My guest today is Nibin Matthew from Kerala. He is an IT professional and an international tennis player. Hi Nibin, welcome. Hi George sir, how are you? <laughs> great, great. Nibin, you work with uh, the uh, Bosch Global Software uh, BGSW. Yes. Yeah. So what exactly is your portfolio there or your role there and um, what you actually do? You know, I'm, I'm an IT professional. I'm currently working as a digital accessibility specialist at Bosch Global Software Technologies, PGSW, India. And I'm driving an accessibility team here to make the Bosch product, specifically software products, accessible for uh, people, all uh, individuals. So also do a lot of user experience uh, studies and research uh, to improve the uh, experience of digital, digital products. So that is what is the current role um, at uh, Bosch, yes. <laughs> you were a student of English. How did you actually get caught up <laughs> with technology? So um, I was a very uh, technology enthusiast since beginning, since my childhood. And you know when I become a fully blind when I was in 12th standard. Uh, initially, I was a partially sighted. Later, I went to when I, when I became um, fully blind. So um, this kind of a change. Initially, there was a no no uh, direction for education in which direction I should go. So my parents are actually not that educated. They have not even crossed 10th standard. So since from that from such a background. You know, I wasn't aware about much about accessible tech, accessible science, STEM educations, and all those areas while I was while, while while during my studies. So when I go to know about it after my bachelor's, uh, about the, there are a lot, lot of projects, lot of lot of academic, um, uh, you know, lot of I mean, courses which are interdisciplinary where I can study, uh, even even in a technical semi-technical domains. So that was the time I moved to, you know, an IT professional programming background. You said just now that you lost your eyesight completely when you were in class 12. And then you yeah. did a, a college education. You did an undergraduate degree in, in the humanities, focusing mainly on English. Yes. So uh, in Kerala, while you were studying, uh, what was the kind of support you got from the college, uh, from home and... Um, how did you actually manage? Because English especially has a lot of reading to be done. Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, to be frank, that was that the language was not that not that was my passion actually. So it was a just to take a course for uh, undergrad. I selected under I mean graduation. Uh, even I had a background of computer commerce um, for my you know twelfth standard. So when I moved to undergraduation with me with, with my um, uh, to, to the to the uh, higher education. So one thing was happened. Um, I started using computer uh, uh, often. That was a time I started using computer after while I while I crossed my twelfth standard. Then I mean from home there was no that there was not much support in terms of uh, academics 
or in terms of uh, you know a career this in that direction there was no support from home because more than there was a huge support from family from specifically my uh, father and mother and uh, about uh, higher studies and all the things for they they kept inspired me to go for, for go for the higher education but in terms of uh, mentorship or in terms of a technology aspect i was truly um, uh, explored a lot myself and a lot of friend circle and a lot of people specifically from kerala it was one of the place i feel that i, I blessed because of the digital literacy aspects a lot of initiative happening in kerala so that is something um, you know uh, motivated or create enthusiasm to pursue at uh, technology part and that is something helping me to you know career, uh, develop the further education career and all these aspects if you know of anyone with vision impairment who needs guidance on living life with blindness please share the iwe national toll free helpline number 1800532045 The number is 1800532046 After your graduation you also worked with the Indian Railways so immediately after my graduation I get into railway through this RRB exam so there was preparations during my uh, undergrad specifically uh, to crack one of the government exam and to get in get into get into immediately get into the job and uh, um, i uh, worked in mumbai central railway mumbai that was around for 3 years i was my my uh, my appointment was in an hr department where um, central railway has around um, you know thousands of employees in the same domain so where i had to support with all the hr related topics writing uh, email a lot of emails a lot of nocs a lot of um, you know um, automation process where there i mean you know uh, or, the paper materials were translating into digital i mean automating into digital materials so i was i was part of that so, so some of the area that that i was interested and most of the areas i was not that interested you know very often when you know, once you get into a government job you don't quit to get into any other kind of uh, domain people were not that uh, aware about disability so there was a lot of struggles specifically generally people won't give the work because they have a kind of a stereotypic Uh, attitude that okay person with disabilities are actually not capable of doing work or they are not trained or they cannot do this that conventional thing still there that is one of the aspect second thing is the infrastructure that was not capable i mean even after even after requesting a system after one two or three years also i have not received a system computer system to do, to do my work so another area of course i had a passion in uh, technology you know nibin you were telling me about um... uh an award or a scholarship or a recognition yes. that you got for your uh, contribution or your participation in stem education yes uh, tell us about it so you know as you know that one of i i was one of the child wanted to pursue science uh, during my 12th later i wanted to continue but it was not happened because lack of mentorship lack, lack of infrastructure lack, lack of accessible stem education systems <clears throat> so always that that was there uh, in my uh in my thought that if there is an opportunity to contribute something to the stem education but i really wanted to contribute so when i was in triplet b parallelly there was an organization uh, incubated organization vision empower so i had an opportunity to work with um 
IIITB and Vishnambar together. So, um, so there was a lot of uh, technology interventions, specifically science, technology, engineering, and math STEM interventions to uh, to uh, give to give a next generation, you know, um, accessible STEM education in this uh, environment. So, I had I had a specific contribution to the LMS, one of the learning management system which Vishnambar was developed. Similarly, there was a ludic approach for you know perceiving science concepts from the for the ch children. So I was part of all this project along with one of the core area I had I had worked was uh, digital literacy that was fundamental for STEM education having a good knowledge in computer with assistive technology like JAWS or NVIDIA or any similar screen reader technologies. So that part I had a, I had a wonderful contribution where I had designed a full digital literacy curriculum during this time. That is something. Um, all these that is something actually uh, gave me a good uh, excellent portfolio there. That all the all these things I had to I had uh, you know I, that that was part of this scholarship where I was uh, kind of an advocate for accessible STEM education plus accessible uh, digital uh, world. So this is something must be uh, might be G three I C T took me for this scholarship the international scholarship. So G three I C T is actually global initiative for inclusive I C T. So they have a scholarship called. Their scholarship. This is an annual scholarship they have offered for uh, specifically for uh, developing countries, people from developing countries. So there is actually digital accessibility rights education. So where I was one of the part, one of the applicant and uh, uh, scholarship scholarship recipient in 2021, out of around 250 candidates were across the country, across the world. So they had around 40 people got this scholarship. So I was one among them from. 2021, I was I was one of the one of the recipients from India. You know, uh, Nibin, when I read about the fact that you had participated in the World Games organized by the International Blind Sports Association, and you had won the bronze medal for tennis, uh, I was very excited because I have been a keen tennis uh, fan ever since 1969. Uh, I, I've been following tennis very closely, so I'm curious to know a how did you start playing and how do blind people actually play tennis? Because it's a very visual game, right? So, um, entrance to the blind tennis was uh, something happened was, um, you know, it in 2019. While I was at Mumbai, I was in Mumbai. Um, I got an, a wonderful opportunity to do, attend a workshop, which was happening in Mumbai, where I was one of the participants and got into uh, uh, this blind tennis. So um, blind tennis is pretty um, an exciting game. It's one of the important difference I was seeing from our, our other games was is we are playing the same tennis, but only changes is in the ball and very minor changes in the rules, except all the other things are set, uh, classic tennis. The ball is providing a sound and uh, there are three bounds allowed for a blind B1 player and uh, Tennis court will have a tactile line, and there will be lower net height. This is a, this is a very basic introduction to the blind tennis. Except all the rules are pretty same. The scoring system is pretty same. Pointing system is pretty same. Uh, all the other rules for gaining and losing points the same. Um, that is about tennis. So I was a national champion in 2020. There was a national championship in 2020. Later. There was a championship supposed to happen in Italy in 2020 itself, so that was cancelled due to this COVID. Later, this this was the, the first you no know, subsequent years was cancelled because of this COVID impact. This was the year again it come back 
this IPSA World game. So I was very, very fortunately I was part of it and uh, so, become. So in, so, so in this uh, World Championship that you got a bronze medal, yeah. uh, how many how many players actually participated? Altogether around uh, 80 participants were from across the country, across the world. And uh, in B1 category, there were around 14 men players, similar almost 10 uh, female female athletes also were there. So how many games did you end up playing to win the win the bronze medal? So for the bronze medal, um, I, that is, uh, I had to play seven games. I also got a chance to play doubles. So that I that game I lost, but um, altogether I played seven games, sorry, eight games, and altogether I played eight games and seven singles. Uh, now, you are also the representative of the International uh, Blind Test Tennis Federation. Um, so as a representative, what is the role you play? What, what are you responsible for? Yeah, so right now I am serving as a country representative of International Blind Tennis Association. Um, so the current responsibilities are to promote India, promote the blind tennis in India, and talk about tennis India, reach to more people, uh, you know, so you know, taking making a lot of players, introducing this tennis, and you know, communicating this organization and the players. All these aspects are the kind of current responsibilities. And yeah, in India, is it a are you a one person office or you have a team of people who work with you? Uh, currently, uh, there are there are a lot of players in India who are already got the training from uh, during training during 2018, uh, 2018 and 2019. And active, there are less than 10 active players, I should say. And uh, currently, um, there are a lot of things actually in the pipeline for the you know upcoming uh, uh, you know, championships and all the uh, future uh, tennis plan. There are a lot of things are actually in the pipeline. So, yeah, right now, very few players are in the country. I am one among them. So, this uh, tennis, you said it's very close to the regular classic tennis. Uh, yes. So tell me a little bit about the racket you use, and uh, also you said the ball makes noise. But yes. what is the material, and what is the technique? Uh, like blind cricket, it's a plastic ball with ball bearings inside. So in the case yeah. of blind tennis, uh, what is the ball uh, made up of, and what triggers so, the sound? So blind tennis ball is made out of a, um, the 32 gram ball with a nine. Yeah. Uh, no, nine centimeter diameter altogether. So it's a um, uh, sponge ball, sponge ball. I mean, it's a sponge ball with a uh, inside there is a layer where it's a typical table tennis ball size ball is there inside. Inside inside that there, there are iron iron you know bearings. So this is a structure. I mean, three layers, three balls. We should say we three layer of balls. One is outer layers, mid layer, and the inner layer. The outer layer is sponge, the sponge. middle layer is plus, plastic. Uh, plastic, and the inner layer is iron. iron. Yes. Okay. And the ball bounces well. Ball bounces very well, yes. And uh, in cricket, we find that when the ball is in the air, it doesn't make too much of sound. What about right. uh, the tennis ball? But this ball will make sound whenever, even if, whenever, even it is in the air, it, it makes sound. We can track the ball even when, whenever it is in the air also. And what's the racket made of? Is it a regular racket? racket is a or? typical racket, ITF approved. I mean, International uh, Tennis Federation approved racket, same racket. So this year onwards, the IBTA, International Blind Tennis Association, approved to play um, any racket size which is um, applicable for uh, tennis. So up to 27 inch we can play 
and um, I'm a uh, I'm a player with a 25 inch tennis racket. Previously, I, I practiced with 23 inch. Previously, it was allowed only 20, 23 inch, but this year onwards, it is allowed any racket size a player comfortable with. So, apart from the IBSA International uh, Tournament, are there other uh, global events for blind tennis? Yeah, every year, International Blind Tennis Association organizing an international championship. This year, it was there in Poland, immediately after the IBSA World Game, but I hadn't, I have, I have not part of it. Um, and there are many other friendly matches, many other um, regional matches in Europe. In South, in, in, in Asian countries, it's comparatively less. Uh, I should say it's not not generally it is not happening so far. In the in, in the upcoming years, hopefully it will happen. But yeah, mostly it will it games are happening in Europe. So if a blind person or a low vision person wants to play tennis, uh, how can he yeah. go about it? Um, of course, one thing is actually right now I'm planning for a lot of workshops in across the country. So a blind player can be part of it when whenever this workshop happens. Um, and most welcome to the workshop, even if someone is some someone is other state. So um, another thing, you can reach out to me. So you can write an email, uh, inclusive tennisindia at gmail.com. So that is an email ID. Also, you have a reference, inclusive tennis India YouTube channel is there, where you can see all the games, all the international matches are uploaded, where you can refer all these uh, matches and see the how the blind player can play. So that is there, that reference is there. So further thing, definitely we can communicate. You can communicate to me or any players in the country who are already aware about it. That is a way, definitely, um, you can reach out. To support our work with the blind and visually impaired, you can visit the donate page on our website, www.scorefoundation.org org.in Please note www.scorefoundation.org.in So, uh, I also wanted to know because uh, I was reading in your uh, the notes you shared that you had learned the violin. You know, I as, as a kid uh, I, from the age of, uh, I think, eight or nine, I learned the violin for about 10, 12 years, right through uh, school and uh, college. Now, you also have written that you've uh, passed certain grades of uh, uh, exams. So, how did you get down to learning the violin? Meaning, uh, was it your parents who kind of encouraged you to play or you were inspired by seeing somebody else play? And how did you learn and, uh, uh, you know, music especially western music has sheet music which yeah. you are expected to read so how yeah. did as a blind person how did you actually cope with learning the violin so that's really amazing question so um uh, specifically i'm starting at one point that you know until my until i was taking the first the first grade from trinity college london my parents were not aware about this so i was started learning violin so so that's the first response so i i started in uh, the, mu the, the music is actually one of the things I was passionate. I started playing piano keyboard specifically uh, since my childhood. I used to play um, in church and all in the early days. Later, I sw completely switched or stopped due to various reasons. Then uh, when I was in Mumbai, I restarted uh, to s continue the music. 
where i was uh, in very very keen on uh, different music instruments so one of the thing that i heard a lot about violin and i had a kind of an interest to uh, test how the violin something that nobody have tried much so i'm not getting any reference so just for an experiment purpose i started and uh, it was a very difficult to, to get a trainer but somehow i figured out a uh, uh, you know a musician alana fernandez she is from mumbai mumbai and she was my teacher so i started playing violin and though it was street music i had to record and learn i had tried use some of the tools like musecore and all the things but it was not that successful even i tried for braille music also but i was not that um, very uh, you know the, the beauty of a sight reading is not there of course but at the same time we have to remember and i the the kind of a music sense something has had helped me, helped me a lot and uh, first year itself i to, i was able to take this uh, grade 3 from trinity college later um very i had a lot of motivation from the uh, the the t- uh, music teacher she used to take me to the violin sessions failing you know um you know uh, concerts so those kind of an exposure gave me more motivation to pursue violin further and uh, in next year i took the grade 3 directly skipping that to grade 2 so till that i did though it was a childish but still it was amazing and uh, i right now i do both i do play both electric and acoustic both i i have i play so not often but occasional uh, yes so that's about violin tell me uh, what do your parents feel when they see you move from being losing your eyesight when you were in class 12 and where you are today what 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 are their thoughts um if i um, if you ask this question <laughs> i am not right person to answer this but still what i am observing is uh, there was a stage they were in a bit depression where uh, they are kind of figuring out okay i'm going to be blind fully blind because doctors were asking question uh, does this child know braille so when they ask his questions the, the the parents were not really realizing that okay this guy is going to be fully blind in a couple of years because doctors were already aware about this so there was a stage that um you know father got to know about this okay uh, in that stage he had helped me a lot and he had himself learn a lot and you know gained the kind of a courage gained a kind of a um um you know awareness about it even without this without vision also people person can live and he is inspired me a lot so i think he uh, my father was one of the person inspired me a lot without having any formal education so he had a wonderful he had a reading habit so all these things i think something he was very much uh, confident and all the steps whenever i was taking each of the steps he was never say uh, you know no or don't do he was always very much enthusiastic i should say so parents were something you know kind of a different i mean i was very much fortunate uh, with my parents they were very much supportive always um yeah so <laughs> they are really amazing today today what do they think what do they say um even whenever i was you know clearing this international plant tennis championship also uh <laughs> i don't know exactly what happening with their minds but they are really really amazing they really they are really recognized and they have a they have a presence in all all others mind that is something i could gain and all it's happening uh, maybe blindness one of the reason so they are very much happy about it of course there are at the same time there are concerns 
always they have concerns as a child as as i'm a child they are, they have concern at me but still they are very much confident they don't i mean i was one of the, one of the most important thing i i'm very much uh, i'm a traveler i used to travel alone a lot so uh, they inspired me they had never asked where are you where what is the plan nothing they never asked even even if i'm not there for two three days they don't call me i mean they, they are very confident where i'm going so even if i forget cane they will c- c- come back with a cane they they will always remind me you should take cane so kind of a very good exposed exp- their parents with a lot of exposure i feel without give without anyone give the training so many of this part very i am very much fortunate <sighs> that is uh, really amazing uh, and i'm i'm glad uh, that uh, in spite of the challenges and the limited awareness uh, in the uh, in the in the place that you grew up in you still have become a shining light for not only for the blind blind community but also for uh, people uh, who are in your circles starting from wayanad to coimbatore to wherever you are uh, it is wonderful speaking with you nibin thank you for giving me the time wish you the very best as you go forward in your uh, life and your pursuits thanks a lot sir i mean it's really amazing and really happy to talk to you i we This podcast was brought to you by Score Foundation. Yeah, Roshni, 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 Roshni,